Breaking news. 50 kilograms of cocaine was found at a local Nespresso factory, and Lincoln Riley's a dirty cheater. Find out more on this episode of the Sooner the Better podcast. Welcome back, everyone. Episode Welcome. 14 of to the, the Sooner the Better, Better podcast. podcast. <laughs> Welcome. So, um, this is going to be an interesting episode. It's Mother's Day, first of all. Happy, Happy Mother's, Mother's Day, Day to, to all, all of your the, mothers, all the mothers. All of your mothers, all the mothers, mothers out there. Uh, our mother. mothers. Yeah, we got a couple mothers here. We got our mom here, as well as our grandma. Um, so back at my house again. The set keeps changing. I kind of like it this way. Different place every week. Yeah, it, it adds some variety, a little spice. Variety is the spice of life, they say. Yeah. That's what they say. Yeah. Um, the seasoning, if you will. Yeah, and you got to have some seasoning. Yeah. You know, you can't just, you know, sometimes just salt and pepper works, but yeah, like... You know, white people get a bad rap. For, sometimes uh, sometimes we like a little, maybe some Tony Shasheries. I use that shit on everything. Little, little onion cayenne powder, pepper. cayenne pepper, maybe some garlic powder, some rosemary, a little thyme. <laughs> what the fuck are we talking about? <laughs> All right. well, that was a tangent. Anyway, um, this one's going to be a, uh, a, a, like a like a challenging episode because there's not a lot of OU stuff to talk about. No. So, um, But Sh- you know, it kind of works out. We'll, we'll shout out. Go ahead. The OU girls softball. OU girls, obviously, they won um, the... Uh, won the Big 12 regular season, so good luck. We knew they Going would. Forward. Um, but yeah, not a whole lot of OU stuff to talk about. It kind of works out because I mean, I think the plan was always to uh, obviously like our main focus is OU football when but, there's stuff going on. But then diverge like, out because we're we're eclectic people. We yeah. like a variety. I watch of different all sports. sports watch so all sports. why not talk you know, about right it? Now I got hockey, hockey, yeah, postseason, NBA postseason, yeah, a bunch of stuff going on that's you know. I would say more important than OU know, summer football. And we know equally as little about all those. So it, it works I would, out. So we can just kind of touch it. I'd, I'd say I know quite a bit about I don't know sports. shit about The hockey. only thing about football is I never played. Uh-uh. Right? I mean, I have, I, have a, I have a higher understanding than most casual watchers of the sport, obviously, because I can sit here and talk about it um, intellectually. But I never played. That's, no. my, only, that's my only pitfall. Um, I did play. <laughs> one season, I think, I think one season in junior high is a bit of a stretch. There, that might one be a season bit of a in stretch. junior high. I started, but anyway, starting. So yeah, starting we're, we're gonna we're gonna start branching out, making this more of a well-rounded sports podcast, covering a little bit of everything because that's that, that that was always the goal. I think just using OU football as the bedrock, the jumping board, oh. the trampoline, if you will. But anyway, let's, let's get into it. Starting with new business as always. Um, this first thing does kind of involve OU a little bit. Lincoln Riley got caught red fucking handed. Yeah. Just straight up cheating. Just straight up cheating. Um, so obviously, you're not supposed to be able to recruit players into the portal. Um, it's against the right. rules. Unless the player's already in the portal, you're not then, supposed to have yeah, any then contact you can talk with to them. Before whatsoever. that, no go. Lincoln Riley been on the phone 
with Jordan Addison, the Blitnikoff winner from Pitt, and Xavier Worthy from Texas, who's the guy that scored the, the, first, the first snap touchdown against us in the Texas game and was trying to recruit them to USC. And then Jordan Addison actually entered the portal. So, like, the reason I wanted to talk about this is because, like, this is le legitimately, according to the NCAA bylaws, this is, this is cheating. Yeah. So should he transfer to USC? This should be punishable. But I feel like so many people are so quick to just, like, laugh it off and, like, blow it off like it's not a big deal. But, like, the it's thing a huge is, deal. The thing is the NCAA is so weak right now. Um, there's not really any enforcement for anything. I mean, when, when was the last time that, like, a major punishment was dealt out in yeah. the NCAA? I think the NCAA is kind of like the, the mafia is now. You know, like they used to be like, you didn't, you didn't, you didn't fuck with you them. You didn't fuck with the mafia. But like we're, if you had the mafia money, you paid the mafia your money. But now... We're look, a long ways away from the SMU death penalty era where, like, there were actually consequences. Now yeah, there's no like, consequences. Legitimately speaking, like, what is an adequate punishment for something like this? Because, like, we're living... Especially how big of a hypocrite he is. Because he always used to bitch and moan about the way other schools recruited. So, like, what does a legitimate punishment look like? For something like this, should he transfer? Like he shouldn't be able to. He shouldn't get immediate eligibility. Number one, if he transfers to USC. Number two, the the program itself should have to suffer some kind of consequences. There should be. There should be. A, I, and I don't think a fine works because I mean these schools that are doing it, they they have so much money that if you fine them twenty five thousand yeah, dollars, they're no, like, oh okay, we'll just add that into the kids nil package, like. That $25,000 fine, whatever. It needs to be something severe enough to where it's like, okay, if they really want to reel this in, because it's kind of the NIL transfer portal, all of that kind of together opened up this Pandora's box. And right now it's a little bit of the wild, wild west. And they're going to have to do something somewhat drastic in order to rein the programs back in. I think they need, you know, probably a change of leadership. I think after the first violation, for every violation after that, the head coach should lose a digit on his pinky. Okay. And then it keeps going finger by finger. Um, that's how the Yakuza do it. And they seem to have a lot of success with that and enforcing their rules. Um, and I wouldn't be mad to see Lincoln Riley have to lose a little bit of his finger. So this is technically two violations. So I think... A whole he pinky. should. The first one's the warning, but after because he committed oh. the second one, so the tip. just just the tip of his pinky, yeah. right? Because that's going to make it harder to hold his little his little three by eight card that he writes all every single one of his plays on, um, and then like his little wave that he does. God, I fucking hated that shit. Um, so anyway, long story short, that segment's really just yeah, really just. I, I think I think uh, I think we need to start getting more medieval about how we how we punish people for breaking the rules these days yeah. tired of all this soft slap on the wrist shit um Hard you, should, you, should, you need to start losing fucking appendages in my opinion um on the on well this is not a similar topic but uh looking over at texas their running back b john robinson just signed an nil deal with lamborghini um this yeah. is the first NIL deal I've seen with a brand that is this. Uh, so it wasn't. It luxurious. wasn't. It wasn't with Lamborghini. It was with the Lamborghini of Austin dealership. dealership. Right. Right. So it was very sim it was similar to 
deals that we've seen with like Oklahoma. the one that Spencer Rattler had. Yeah, but it was we like don't, Norman doesn't have, have a Lamborghini, Lamborghini dealership. dealership. But it also begs the question: Why the fuck does Austin have a Lamborghini dealership? Bro, tech money. There's so much tech money down there. I I've been to Austin quite a few times. I don't know that I've ever seen a Lamborghini or even anything in a Lamborghini category. There's so much tech money up there, but it, it is gonna. It is going to start to, and this was something that I talked about a while ago, is Norman going to be able to compete when it comes to some of these brand deals, right? We don't have necessarily, it, it, Norman doesn't necessarily have the connections that you're going to get out in like a Miami, like minus, I know, I know we've talked about like the party scene and like you don't necessarily want guys that want to go to Miami because South Beach is there, but maybe there are guys that want to go to Miami because they might get a sponsorship from Gucci of Miami. They might get a sponsorship of Lamborghini, Bentley, mm, Rolls yeah. Royce. See, you don't have those. You don't have those opportunities in Norman. I think. I think the calling of more money over like what types of endorsement deals you can get is honestly speaks louder. And I don't. It's gonna sound weird, but I feel like like rural Oklahoma like has a lot of old money. You know what I mean? It's like like older industries, like you were talking about, like Austin's got the tech scene and like yeah, I mean, there's a lot of oil, urban environment, a lot of oil and gas around Oklahoma City. Yeah, but like yeah, I mean, there's still a lot of op like money to be made in the Oklahoma. And like it, the thing is, like, dude, we don't we live in a digital age. Like the only markets you can tap into, just because you're just in Norman, Oklahoma, like that's not the only markets you can tap into. Like that's if you're a celebrity football player, like. There's all That's sorts of things. True, but college football is still very regional, right? You you not you're not going to pay attention very much to what some kid from like down in Texas. We're not going to pay very much attention to what some kid up in Nebraska yeah. is being sponsored by. We don't give a shit, yeah. right? You're not going to get a you're not going to get a Dallas brand that's like, oh, we're going to go sponsor this kid from Nebraska unless he's like a Heisman finalist. Like then, you know, mm -hmm. might be a different story. Yeah. So you're you are limited to a degree to the businesses that are around you because that's where the following is. Yeah. So it, it does. It, it, I'm not saying that it's going to happen, but I'm just saying it does beg the question. And it is a thing because it, you see it in pro sports as well. Yeah. People want to go to big markets because there's more opportunities for advertisements. There's more opportunities for. Uh, brand deals for sponsorships, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, but like, so, so what I saw was, I mean, I'm sure they gave him a good chunk of change in cash money as well, or at least like royalties for doing the commercial deal or yeah. whatever. But he was sitting in a black, what appeared to be an Aventador. So that car can be anywhere from like four hundred fifty to seven hundred k. It was one of the base model Aventadors because it they didn't have the. It wasn't a little pelican. It didn't have, yeah. Yeah, so I mean, probably like a $500,000 car. Um, so, I mean, Bijan Robinson, um, I'm, I'll, I'll tag him. I'll add him. Should this reach you? I, I, have, a, I have a little bet I want to get going with you. You put up your Aventador. I will put up um, absolutely nothing. Your, your, pride, your pride. You get to keep your pride. I give you my respect. Um, if Eric Gray... Or whoever our starting running back at the time that we play Texas in Dallas is has more yards rushing than you. I get your Lamborghini, but if you win the bet, you you earn my respect. I don't think he's gonna go for that one. I'll kiss a poster of you. Um, but yeah, dude. I mean, if you're 
he, I mean, he's 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 got money now, you know. And the, the Aventador is <laughs> just a little slight something for him. So well, you, you put I, up your car, I put up my pride. I did. Did they actually give him the Aventador, or are they like leasing him the Aventador? Like he gets to drive it. Because it was that was Spencer Rattler's deal, right? They didn't actually give him the cars; he just got to drive them. I believe the truck was his. Was it okay? I believe the truck was his, but I mean, big difference from a sixty thousand dollar truck. Yeah, to, dude. Uh, put your money up. Four hundred thousand dollars. Put your money up. Italian if you really believe car. in yourself, you'll take this bet. Let me know on Twitter. Okay. Uh, moving on, NBA playoffs. Got um, got a few updates. Um, Grizzlies Warriors has turned out to be quite it's the a series. series. Quite the series. Um, not really much to say there in terms of like the, like the, both teams are playing exactly how you would think yeah. they're going to play. It uh, looks like Jaw kind of came off with a uh, maybe an ankle sprain. Well, it was, a, sort of it, was a, it was a knee strain because knee Jordan strain? Poole okay. quite literally grabbed his knee and yanked it. Um, it was it was a little bit of a dirty play. I mean, he was definitely like trying to make a play on the ball, but ended up grabbing his knee and like doing it. I don't know. It's getting it's getting kind of weird because we've had a back and forth with these two teams with the technicals. I was just making sure. It's still oh recording. yeah, yeah, yeah. We've had to we've, we've had, had technical some, difficulties, filming issues. So we always got to make sure that our our camera's still recording. But uh, no, so I mean, we had Draymond. So Draymond got a got a flagrant two in the first game. Because, I mean, he deserved it. Like, bro, he, I forgot who. Oh, it was Brandon Clark. Yeah, he slapped him on the face. And then that in itself would be a flagrant because he was making a play on the ball, but he still, like, followed through and did the whole slap. And then after that, he grabs his jersey yeah. and, like, fucking, like, threw him down. But then I guess he thought he didn't deserve a flagrant, too, because he, like, offered to help him up right after. It's like, dude, if I punch your mother in the face and then give her a hug... You know, maybe that's not a good comparison. I don't know. Help me out here. But then, but then, I mean, uh, what was his name? Cody Jackson, literally game three, had an even more egregious foul. But that ended up being a flagrant two too. So it's a uh, it's been a violent but fun series to watch. I uh, yep. I could see this going to game seven. I yeah, could, very well could. I don't know who won last night. I didn't. <laughs> I yeah, I don't know either. <laughs> I was uh, it was one of my buddy's birthdays. I got quite drunk. And there was and, UFC uh, fights. There was UFC fights on, and um, yeah, it'd be like that. Not sure what happened. I watched. <laughs> I watched. I think last night I watched the first two periods of the Stars. Oh yes, the Stars won. Did the they? Stars won. Okay, yeah. good, good. Yeah, they were. It was so they're tied. Up, they're up two games to one on yeah. the Calgary Flames. That series is Those getting stars go. chippy. Yeah, they almost got into a fight yesterday. It was they, like they almost a whole quite line a few, brawl. Yeah. For those of you who don't know what a line brawl is, Attili. it's where the whole team, they all just, they pick, a, they pick their dance partner. It's a Donnie yeah. Brook. They, they, they pick their dance partner, and they just start going at it. Um, see, that's why hockey's an entertaining sport to me. I hate, hate sports that try to deter, like, violence. Like... <laughs> <laughs> That's part that's part of what makes it fun, right? Like some of the best moments in basketball are like where people have fought. Like the Malice in the Palace. There's like documentaries about that and it was just a big fight between players and fans. Um so NBA, NFL, stop trying to deter people from fighting. Let them duke it out. It makes the sport better. Baseball they let them fight. Kind of. 
It's not yeah. the same as hockey. They just kind of it's usually, it's usually no, but just, hockey's cool because they respect they respect the mono e mono. That's true. Battle like if, if you have a problem a bunch, with somebody, both you, the benches. No, players. they do. Yeah, and it's like the pitcher throws down his glove, and here comes the batter. But then it's like the catcher's coming after him, and then here comes both benches, and then they just try to. It's like, bro, just let them fight, you know. Um, but anyway, Joel Embiid comes back, makes an instant impact for Philly, saves him from being swept. Um, I still think Philly's going to lose. Yeah, um, Miami. The, the Heat are good. The heat are really good. A really, really solid team. Um, I think the Bucks are going to finish the Celtics in five, even okay. though, even though the Celtics got them one because they they had a really good shooting game, and like I don't think they're going to shoot like that the rest of the series. So I don't think they're going to be able to hold off the Bucks. Giannis is just yeah, he's good. Gold right now, absolute gold right now. Um, I don't think he's the best player in the NBA still, but he's he's good. He's he's the most freakish. I mean, they call him the Greek freak for a reason. He's, he's definitely the most freakish I, player in the NBA. I still stand Not by that. Best. I think he's the best at the current and then moment. My Dallas Mavs, bro, show a spark at home. They needed it because I the first two games against the Suns, I was like, ah, oh, shit, this it is this isn't gonna this isn't gonna last very long. It was very worried, but it was all defensive issues. But we went small ball after the first half. Yeah. Everyone was shooting incredibly well. Everybody was playing defense incredibly well. Defense we was the difference. Yeah, we weren't we weren't so we getting forced. Caught. I think we forced like nine turnovers. Yeah, Chris for Chris Paul. Chris Paul had more turnovers in the first half than he had had in like I think it was his last like twenty five. Yeah, games. it was something it was ridiculous. Something weird. We were being very disruptive, um, which is nice because really, when you look at the big mismatch that the Suns have. Is we don't have a true big that can that can really play with with Aiton. We don't um, unless we just unless Dwight Powell just is in perfect position constantly. No, and in, in the first half we didn't really do a good job of boxing him out and no. keeping him from the area where he scores like where he's like really efficient. But we did in the second half. We'd get two guys on and box him out. What helped? What helped that down. that last game though was Chris Paul and Devin Booker were in yeah. kind of slumps. Like, besides Aiton, they're really not that big. No, they really don't outsize us unless they have Aiton on the floor. So like, I think I think we did a good job, and that was in spite of the best part of it was that was one of the worst officiated games I think I've ever it was watched. It was so one sided in favor of, of Phoenix. They they had Luca kept doing the. Uh, yeah, somebody had to have been paying the refs, bro. He got there was one play, there was one sequence. He got bumped like four times going to the basket, still made it, didn't get the and one, and then Chris Paul comes down the court and does one of those little cheap ripaways, and they give him that foul, as it, and he shoots three free throws, and then Luca literally like maybe two or three plays later does the same thing, and they don't give him the ripaway foul. It was just. It was it was some yeah. abysmal officiating. Um, I think the penalty for officials that ref a game that bad should be the same as the penalty for Lincoln Riley cheating. I think they should start losing <laughs> fingers. I'm just saying that would be the ultimate deterrent to doing your job very very shittily. Is every time you fuck up, you lose a finger or maybe a toe or whichever one's more useful to you. Because um, then it's going to get to a point where. If a ref fucks up too many times and he loses too many toes, he can't referee anymore because he can't walk. So then somebody else has to replace him, and hopefully they do a little bit better of a job. That's fair. 
Uh, Jalen Brunson also had Jalen Brunson crazy. It's specifically first like quarter, but all game he played yeah. extremely he, well. He's about to get himself a bag, and I was and watching some video about like it was like some like guys basically saying people that they would take over Russell Westbrook, and they, there was like a huge debate about Jalen Brunson or Russell Westbrook. Oh, now I don't even think it's a question. Now it's, I would take. Brunson for it's sure. It's not even a question. No, if you're talking about both of them, because Jalen Brunson, I feel like is starting to work towards his prime. And I think I think Jalen Brunson a year or two of being in his prime versus Westbrook in his prime. I'm probably taking Westbrook, um, but yeah. right now, yeah, for sure. I mean, he's playing like he's playing like it's almost like we have our own Chris Paul. It's kind of what it feels like. On the other side of the ball, I think. See, I think he's more of a slasher than Chris Paul is. He's he's really good. He he, he plays more aggressive than his size is. Like he he does a really yeah. good job of getting to the rim, and he's a really aggressive defensive player. Yeah. And then Luca, his his assist game in the first half was artistry. I mean, you talk talk about a Sistine's Chapel of of passing. That was close. Yeah, it was beautiful. Luca's biggest thing is. He is a defensive liability out the he's ass. Just, he's just kind of he's kind of surly and awkward on defense. That's his only problem. He kind of knows where to be, but he's just he's he's, he's, he's not very really fast. He's out of position a lot though, especially on pick and rolls. Yeah, but I mean, everybody has a weakness. Yeah, even one of the best players in the league. Um, so the PLL. I'm very excited. I'm assuming. Are you talking about the lacrosse league? The lacrosse, the, the the premier lacrosse league. Okay, is coming in June. So they have two seasons already, but they just signed a deal with ESPN. So basically, the way it's going to work is, and for those of you who don't know, well, none of them know. I don't know why I always say that. Why for the those, fuck do I always say for those, those of you who don't, don't know? know? If I'm going to say something, you probably don't already know it. Um, I'm a big college lacrosse fan, um, but pro lacrosse is something that has yet to kind of develop into an actual market. Yeah. Um, but we finally have a major league. But basically the way it's going to work is like they're going to the whole league is going to move from city to city and then they all kind of play their regular season games like in one spot. And there's so be like four teams will play in Dallas and then there will be like four teams playing in like a two-day span in like fucking, you know, hmm like California or so something. So cut down on some travel costs probably. probably yeah, yeah. So Does Dallas have a team? So the teams aren't city based. They're region based. So they're they they kind of work just like soccer clubs, but they're not actually associated like with a city. Um so it's just like most they have like, like most soccer clubs are associated with Yeah, but the, I don't I couldn't they, they're not. It's just uh, like so, there's so like, it's like there's like the Cannons Lacrosse Club and there's the the, uh, the Whip Snakes Lacrosse Club, um, but they're so, not based out of anywhere. No, they're not based out of anywhere. I mean, it is like regional, and you can kind of tell like which which ones which. The, the The Whip Snakes are actually like kind of the southwest. It looks like okay, but it's convenient because the Whip Snakes have won the first two championships. So it's like I've never had an opportunity to be a bandwagon fan in my life, um, and I'm gonna I'm gonna seize the opportunity while I can because this is, this is a perfect. Perfect thing to jump on. I'm now a Whip Snakes guy. Oh, um, with the Whip Snakes. Yeah, they're playing in a oh, shit. I think Frisco 
they're gonna be playing in Frisco in uh, July. So okay. might have to get out there, support my whip snakes. We're going. We're we're going for three. We're going for the three P. Um, but anyway, yeah, cross. It's a really sick sport. I, I recommend that everybody check it out and uh, try to catch a few games. Um, yesterday, UFC 274. It was a shit card. Um, I'm not gonna lie to you. It was a really bad card. Mostly just because of the results. They're really disappointing. Rosanama Hunis lost. Yeah. Um, and she's one of my favorite female fighters. Um, I didn't really care who won the Michael Chandler fight um, with Tony Ferguson. Could <laughs> you please not finish while I'm talking? God. Bro, I got allergies. Before I was so rudely interrupted. Um, but here's the thing, though. This is what I really wanted to talk about. The lightweight title has now been vacated because the champion, the incumbent champion, Charles Oliveira, missed weight by 0.3 pounds. So yep. even in winning yesterday, he couldn't retain his belt. He's now no longer the lightweight He's champion. He's the number one contender. He's the number one contender and will have to fight again someone else to win his belt back. Yep. Over 0.3 pounds. They have um, a very strict rule when it comes to championship fights. If it wasn't a championship fight, then... Um, I think it's like a pound. They give you a pound. What the fuck is this guy doing? There's somebody jacking around by our cars. Oh. Um, they give you a pound, but for championship fights, it, you have to hit. And I know there was there was some controversy as to whether it was the scale. Um, because he... A lot of people saw the scale still moving when they actually called the weight. So they wanted him to bring out a digital scale, but they don't do that. Yeah. Um, the real problem to me is, so, so you're, it's within half a pound tolerance, right? So it's 155, so you can be 155 and a half, or you can be 154 and a half. So it's basically, I guess, a full pound of, uh, I don't know, you're the statistics guy. What's that called? You're a uh, standard deviation. Standard deviation, right? So um, he basically came in like 0.3 pounds over that half pound that he's allowed overweight. And that that's they stripped him of his title because of that. Um, they only give you an hour to cut the weight if you come in overweight, so he wasn't able to do it. Um, I personally think the rules on these weight cuts should be a little less stringent. Cutting weights are really really difficult thing. It's like if you've ever watched someone cut weight for like an MMA fight or a wrestling match, it's like grueling. Like they literally just yeah. dehydrate themselves completely. They don't eat. They have no food in their stomach. So you literally just like basically kill yourself for like like three straight days to just and you lose like ten pounds of water, um, but then they like bulk back up right before their fight. So they end up coming into the fight like fifteen pounds over what the yeah. what the it's kind of it's kind of an is. archaic system, honestly. I think it should just be like a range, right? Because yeah. that's how heavyweight is, which is what pisses me off. There's literally a division in the UFC where it's just like you have to between be between two thirty and two sixty five. And you can't be higher, you can't be lower. If you're over, it means you're too fat to be a UFC fighter. Um, if you're under, you're too small to be a heavyweight. So yeah. I think that's how they should all be. Not a 30-pound window, maybe, but maybe like 15 within pounds. 10 or 15 yeah. pounds. Because it's like, at that point, it's still fair. And that's how it usually is anyway. Like, usually, you look at a middleweight fight, you probably got a guy that's coming in at like 200 pounds fighting a guy that's maybe like 
186, yeah. 190 or something like that. So there's always make, gonna be size make, difference. It would make the sport healthier too. Like you wouldn't have, cause I'm, I know for like younger guys, that's a real dangerous thing to do, but they do it for wrestling as well. Bro, some of these dudes, like if you were like TJ Dillashaw when he fought at 125, Connor when he fought at yeah. 145, bro, they kind of their cheeks, cheeks are all sunken and they just look terrible. But yeah, dude, it's, it's rough. Um, but I, I like he's he's good. I'm I'm confident he's gonna he's gonna win it yeah. back because I don't think they have anybody for him right now. He called out McGregor. He yeah, he McGregor. him and Michael Chandler both called out McGregor. They want the money fight. Um, I mean Connor's not in his prime anymore. No. I'll be honest with you. I'm the biggest Connor McGregor fan. But he got comfortable. He got that money. Prime. He got that money. I oh, think he's he got said. everything. He's ever, he started I mean, training he, a little less hard. The he's, McGregor's are. He th- he's eating those big steaks. He's out on his yacht drinking his I mean, whiskey. Yeah, but he's, but that's one. But he's making. Yeah, he does. I mean, it's hard to want to train twelve full. What he would ever make off UFC? It's fighting. hard to want to train as hard as you need to to be at the top level of anything when yeah. you already got the bag. Once yeah. you've got the bag, it's like. I mean, yeah, I can go do that, but like, what, he doesn't need to prove anything. He was already the champ champ. He already is going to go down as probably one of the greatest UFC fighters of all yeah. time. But the, the sad thing is, it's kind of like, you, you get you get fighters in their prime, and it's like, it's kind of sad to see them start fighting as they get out of their prime, because it's like, they start getting beat by guys that you kind of know they would have whooped their ass if they had fought prime Connor. Um, like, dude, Dustin Poirier, no oh, yeah. chance he's fighting. No, no chance he's beating Connor when Connor was fighting Aldo. Like, that was a different breed. Yeah. Like, that's prime Connor is one of the greatest fighters on like of all time on yeah. the planet. Um, no doubt about that. But yeah, he's he's taken care of. The McGregor's are good for ever. <laughs> for for yeah, as long as as long as life goes on. Um, yeah, kind of a kind of a shit card, disappointing. And Canelo lost. Did you see that? Yeah, I did see. Yeah, it. Canelo yeah. lost, which was interesting. It's just people get to a point where they win so much, it's almost like yeah, it's like a huge surprise when they lose. It's like a, it's like a. I don't even know. I was trying to think of a analogy, but coming up blank. Anyway, our last topic <laughs> is a rather interesting one. So, fifty kilos. Roughly a million dollars a kilo of Colombian cocaine. So, so fifty million dollars worth of Colombian cocaine was found in an espresso factory. I uh, ha- for those I, of you who don't, I have an espresso yeah. machine. I always wondered why their coffee was so good, and now, yeah, now I know. It's like you wonder if they like infused it some like extra caffeine or something. Yeah, little did you know it was just a little bit a little of a, coke. Some some of the slopes in there. That's probably why the pods are so fucking expensive. Yeah, but th- this is what's funny. Two dollars like, for a pod. You go. So I mean, obviously, like there's like Colum- Colombia is a huge producer. Of uh, coffee, of coffee and cocaine, and cocaine, yeah. right? Two, two of their major coincidentally. Exports. But like, what's funny is you got to wonder if this was like one of those like cartoonish like like mishaps where it's like they open it and they're like, no, no, you don't understand. This is supposed to be coffee, and then it like flips over to like a like a drug deal on like the freaking you know southern <laughs> like border. Like the Amazon, <laughs> yeah. they all have their machine guns. They bust it open and they just, check this. It's just a bunch of espresso needs. pods fall, fall out. But, <laughs> They all die, and then yeah, yeah, I they're like no, I swear. <laughs> yeah, or but like, it's either that, which I don't think it is, or they were using it as a, or it's a smuggling business. Yeah, and this was some kind of major error made because you would think that they wouldn't just have actual crates full of like literally like 
perfectly packaged things of cocaine. kilos of cocaine. Um, but it, you'd think they would like hide it amongst like the coffee bag, or at least that's what I would do. Um, not that I do that. I don't smuggle cocaine. Maybe maybe Nespresso smuggles cocaine, and they just got they got caught, so they had to make it seem like, oh god, this is from one of our providers. Maybe Nespresso is just a cover for like a big European drug smuggling operation. No, that's what I'm saying. Oh, but yeah, like yeah. like why would they be stupid enough to literally just have a a crate? of like uncovered just like wide out in the open cocaine like so like if somebody decided to do an audit like some guy with his clipboard could have just fucking walked in there and just like peeked inside and been like oh that's 50 kilograms of cocaine well here's my thing why didn't you just like i mean it's nespresso it's owned by nestle if you're smuggling drugs cocaine looks a decent amount like sugar so like just just put it in a big bin label it sugar is anybody gonna be like oh yeah that's they didn't not even take sugar. that precaution. So that that's the funny thing is like like movie writers are smarter than drug actual drug smugglers because like at least in the movies like the, the 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 criminals would like take the bags of cocaine and put them inside of the coffee ground bags and then like yeah. and then just pull them out. Or like, like no, I mean like, all you gotta do is just like just take the cocaine out of that bag. But the picture and then hilarious. put it in a bag that says sugar and just like label it just real big with like a red stamp like sugar and then yeah. people will be like. Oh, that makes sense. It's or just coffee. label it cocaine, so that way everybody thinks it's like a joke, and then nobody's gonna look in. Nobody's gonna be like, "Oh, there's actually cocaine inside of there." But yeah, no, it's hilarious because they just is like is like somebody busted it open with a crowbar, and there it is. It's just sitting there in perfect rows, like just completely. Oh no! Undisguised. How did, how did that get there? Yeah, you know that foreman was sitting there like, "Son of a bitch, Jesus, dude, <laughs> I'm about to lose so much money." <laughs> Yeah, but I don't know, man. That's that's crazy. Yeah. Um, hope that never happens to me. I'm hope I hope I'm never at work one day, and like the FBI just comes in, and they start like popping stuff open, and just cocaine's falling out all over the place. What? <laughs> but you actually don't have anything to do with it. That's crazy. Um, so our last thing, fan question of the week. I thought of this about 15 minutes ago. A lot, of, a lot of thought was put into this episode. Um, who, who is someone that you hate, um, but there, you really don't have a reason. You don't, you don't have a reason behind why you hate them. Yeah, um, Charlie Puth. I fucking hate that guy. The music artist. Yeah, I just hate his face. I don't like that he's always doing the. I mean, I know you say hate for no reason, and then now I'm giving you reasons why I hate him. But I don't like his face. I don't like his voice. He's got stupid curly ass hair. Well, for no and, good reason. Like you don't have a good reason. He always does. Every time you see him, he's always like, he's always like, here's like a alarm beep or like someone shit their pants. He's like, oh, that's D sharp. Oh, oh, like, oh yeah, I did see oh. that. What was that on? He does that all the time. That's all he does. He's just like he's got perfect. No, no. no. What what talk show was that on that he did that? He does it on all of them. Every single oh, one. Because I think I, I think I saw him do that on Kimmel actually, which brings me to mind. I fucking hate Jimmy Kimmel. Can't stand Jimmy Kimmel. That's fair. Jimmy Fallon. It seems like one of the most down-to-earth, like he genuinely loves talking to his guests type guy. But when I watch Jimmy Fallon, he just like he he's he's he seems. Wait, like which way? You just said you just said you you love Jimmy Fallon, and then you said okay, J- Jimmy Kimmel. When I watch Jimmy Kimmel, he just like he never seems like he's actually that interested in his guests. And he seems like he's in it for the money. He seems like a 
course he's in it for he's the money. A, well, yeah, I mean, so is everybody. But you, like, there's most of them at least enjoy their job. I don't like either of them. I, I don't like Kimmel or Fallon. I don't think Fallon's funny. I don't think either of them are funny. I, I see. I think Fallon's more fake than than Kimmel because he's he's always. <laughs> He's always been like that. He's been like that since he was on SNL. I know, but I think he, I think I think that's what he. I think it was a. I think it was an act on SNL too. The whole like, the whole. Everything's so okay. So we're gonna all right. So you're gonna hold it and. Yeah, but Jason, we're gonna, Jason Sudeikis was the same way, and Jason Sudeikis is hilarious. Yeah, but I like Jason Sudeikis. He's, he's got that goofy. He's, he's just like, goofy Jason Sudeikis smile, but uh, no, dude, I just can't stand. She wants Kimmel. us to fuck her. <laughs> That's a good quote, <laughs> but uh, no, dude, I can't stand I can't stand Kimmel because he's just like he's just a douchebag. That's fair. The only thing I like about Kimmel is that little guy he's got, uh, Guillermo, I think his Guillermo, name yeah. is, that follows LeBron James around. <laughs> and the only reason I like him is because he pisses LeBron James <laughs> off, and I can't stand LeBron James. Oh yeah, so, I don't like uh, LeBron James either. Yeah, but I feel like my reasons for not liking LeBron are good reasons. Um, I don't really think the reason I don't like Jimmy Kimmel is a good reason. I mean, I, I feel like douche. the reason I think I feel like the reason I don't like Charlie Puth is is reasonable. Yeah. Uh, of course, we would though, because we have a little bit of a bias, obviously. Um, other than that, man, I'm I'm pretty good. You pretty I'm, good. I'm chilling. Uh, it was a it was a week. How's your week? You don't just ever talk. No, I meant I meant like <laughs> I meant like I'm pretty good. As in like I've got things covered. Everything's. Oh. Okay, in terms of the ep- the, the episode. Oh, I just thought, well, I mean, we, just, we, we never like we never talk. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, we we talk, but like we, we but not in like the therapy. Like the yeah, we don't we don't like we don't tell each other stuff, man. You know what I mean? Like when we're like when we do this, we talk about our sports, but like how is Jackson? How is uh, Jackson doing? Well, I don't want to tell you in front of the guests, <laughs> but uh, yeah. So we're gonna cut, guys. That's going to be the end of episode 14 because we got to go talk about our feelings. Um, yeah. We'll until, see you all next Until week. next time. Boomer. Boomer Sooner. Uh. Yeah.